Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Jed Hawkins' place was about a day's journey northwest of Frontier Town. Bloodstone Creek, which had its source in the Sawtooth Mountains and flowed southward into the Powderhorn River, formed the dividing line between the Hawkins' land and the vast holdings of the Lazy Y Ranch. Jed and his wife, Matilda, were waging a losing battle against the dry, barren soil which they tried so hard to cultivate. And Jed had finally called in his foreman for a discussion. Jed, Matilda, and Hank, the foreman, sat in the living room of the Hawkins farmhouse. Oh, there's no use in talking, Hank. We've got to do something to give up altogether. Our crops just wither up and die off before they have grown. Now, don't you go talking of giving up, Jed. We own this land, and we just got to make it pay one way or another. Sure, but how? That's what I'd like to know. Well, Jed, boys and me were talking it over this morning. We hit on a good idea. You did? Well, what is your idea, Hank? There's nothing wrong with your land that irrigation won't cure, Jed. Oh, we've talked to that, Jed and I. 
But Jed says it isn't possible to irrigate it. And why not? Now, now, look, Hank, you know as well as I do that the waters of Bloodstone Creek run through a regular gorge all along our property. We couldn't dig irrigation ditches deep enough to reach the water now, and have wait a... wait a minute, both of you. Well, go on. Well, we could dig irrigation ditches across your land just a few feet deep, leading from Bloodstone Creek. But like Jed just pointed out... The water's fully ten feet below the banks all along our land, Sure, Hank. sure, but if we build a dam across Bloodstone Creek, those high banks would be natural sides to hold plenty of water to fill the irrigation ditches. Mm. A dam across the creek? Sure. I thunder, Hank, I think you got something there. I never thought of doing that. Uh, wait a minute, Jed. What about the folks at the Lazy Y Ranch? That would cut off the water from the lower part of their land. The Horn River runs along the south boundary of the Lazy Y Ranch, ma'am. Cutting off the creek water wouldn't hurt their land a bit below here. Hank's right, Maddie. It wouldn't. Then why not carry out the idea of building a dam, Jed? Maybe that's the answer to all our troubles. Oh, it sure would be, ma'am. I can promise you that. Hank, we'll do it. Tell the boys to get the materials over to the creek in the morning. And by the end of the week, we'll have the ditches dug and that dam built. And from then on, our land is really going to produce. Oh, boy, boys. Eddie there. Well, Maddie, it's almost finished. Isn't that a sight for sore eyes? Oh, Jed, it's grand. Why, the water's rising already. It sure is. <laughs> Will the dam be plenty strong, Jed? Strong as they come, Maddie. We've put in two walls of logs, four foot apart, and filled in between with heavy rocks. That dam will hold the pressure of tons of water. Good. Uh, how about the irrigation ditches? Well, we got two of them dug already. We plan to run through a few more. Maddie, after this, all our troubles will be over for what? sure. What's going on? What is it? Well, it's finished, Ted. There's a dam we can be mighty proud of, too. Thank heaven. Look there how fast the water's piling up. It's up the ditches already. Hank, we got you and the boys to thank for the idea and for working day and night like you have. And after our first big harvest, we'll give you all a raise. Won't we, Matt? Why, of course we will, Jed. They deserve Fine, it. Fine, I'll go tell the boys. And tell them to come to the house and I'll give them all an extra fancy supper, Hank. Yeah. We sure have good reason to celebrate today. Well, thank you, ma'am. Get up there. Come on. That evening, Yank Tarbury, owner of a large, lazy wire ranch, reined up in front of his big ranch house with his two sons, Jack and Jim, who helped him run the ranch. Oh, oh, oh. We sure got a good price for those cattle we took to Frontier Town, Dave. Yep, I got to hand it to you, Jack. You and Jim sure know how to drive a bargain. Here come one of the hands, Dad. It's Wes. He went to hunt some strays today up along the creek. Oh, 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 oh boy, is it? Hey, Mr. Tarver. Yeah? I found out something you ought to know. What is it, Wes? I went up the creek a long way. Wondered why the water was running so low. Then I found out the reason. What do you mean, the water in the creek running low, Wes? Bloodstone Creek's always... Yeah, I know, Jack. But now you ought to see it. You said you found out the reason. What is it? A big dam, that's what. A dam? What dam are you talking about? Look, Jed Hawkins and his men have built a big dam across Bloodstone Creek. What? Quite a ways up from here, I saw it. 
All the water's backing up behind us so he can fill his irrigation ditches. Jed Hawkins did that? Should have talked to us first, Ed. That's right. We shouldn't let him get away with it. Well, it's too late now. That dam's built to stay for a long time, looks like to me. Of course, it won't really affect our land, Dad. We get enough water from the Potterhorn River. But Hawkins should have asked us anyway. Now, see here, Jack. If you're going to be chicken-hearted about things like that, you won't be fit to run this ranch with Jim after I'm gone. I say we'll do something about it. Dad's right, Jack. We can't let Hawkins get away with pulling things like that. Maybe so. But, Dad, you know as well as I do, Mom would want you to be reasonable about it. She likes Matilda Hawkins a lot. Your ma isn't here right now to raise any objections to what we do about it. But she'll be in from St. Louis tomorrow afternoon on the Union Pacific. Wait till she arrives at Frontier Town and we can talk it over with her. What your ma don't know won't hurt, son. Dad, what are we going to do about that dam? I'm going to give Hawkins a chance to do something about it right now. And if he don't do it, then we will. I'm going to ride over there to talk to him. Steady there. Now don't wait supper for me. I might be late. Get it there. It was later than usual, but the celebration supper was still in progress at the Hawkins place. A long table had been set up in the living room, and Jed and Matilda listened happily as the men talked of what they had accomplished. No one knew Yank Tarbury had ridden up outside until they heard a knock at the door. Well, oh, somebody's at the door. I'll go. I want to talk to you, Hawkins. Ah, oh, Mr. Tarberry, come in. Yes. Oh, why, Mr. Tarberry, how nice. Won't you come join us? I didn't come here on a social call, ma'am. I come here to tell you, Hawkins, that you better pull down that dam tomorrow or take the consequences. Why, you now, can't come here. Before you say anything, maybe I can explain to Mr. Tarberry why we didn't consult him first about that dam. You knew I would have said no, that's why. Uh, perhaps if Jed and I get together with you and Mrs. Uh, Tarberry... Look, ma'am, but... in the first place, my wife is on the Union Pacific right now, coming back from a trip. In the second place... There's no talking over to be done. I say that dam has to be torn down. And I say it stays up, Mr. Tarberry. You know as well as we do that that dam don't affect your land norms. Yes, That's right, it don't. Of course it don't. Come back down, Chad. He can't do anything about it. Jed Hawkins, I'm telling you now, and this is my final word, start getting that dam out of there tomorrow. And what if I don't? Then I'll take matters into my own hands. Good night, Tony. Don't let Tyberry scare you, Jed. Law upholds you, Jed. You'll calm down later on. Jed, I knew we should have asked him about it. Forget it, Maddie. The dam stays right where it is. And Tyberry can just go to the devil. The following morning, the Lone Ranger and his Indian companion, Tonto, made temporary camp in Sagebrush Hollow, a short distance from Frontier Town. Tonto went for supplies and returned about noon. Oh, 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 oh. Any news in Frontier Town, Tonto? Ah, plenty of people around town today, Kimasabi. Oh, yes, it's Saturday. Well, me here, ma'am, talking cafe. There'd be trouble, maybe. 
trouble. Why? Well, farmer named Hawkins built big dam up Bloodstone Creek. I've heard of Jed Hawkins. His land needs water badly. Ah, but owner of Lazy Y Ranch, plenty mad about dam. Yank Tarberry owns a Lazy Y. His land gets all the water it needs from the Powderhorn River. Well, maybe so. But me here, Tarberry, plant a dynamite dam. Hmm. You say it's a big dam, Toto? Ah. Me here men say the regular lake of water behind dam. It built across deep gorge. Dynamiting it will send tons of water rushing downstream. But telling what damage might be done. Mm, that's right. Hawkins won't stand for Tarberry doing that. Uh, me hear him say Hawkins have only few men on farm. Tarberry have over 50 at Lazy Y Ranch. Yes, that's true. If I could get to see Tarberry, perhaps I could reason with him. Well, him in town with two sons. Them already have dynamite on wagon and start for dam with plenty Lazy Y Ranch hands. Since they go in the opposite direction from town, they have a good start by now. We'll have to do some hard riding to get to that dam on the creek before they blow it up. Here's a look. But if you risk it, Tarberry not know you, Lone Ranger. Maybe he'll we'll not give us a chance. We'll have to take the rest, to... Tonto. Easy, big fella. Easy. Let's get moving, Tonto. One fellow there. Come on, scout. Later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, moving along the creek trail at a fast pace, came within sight of the dam. Off to one side, they could see a small group of men with their hands raised, surrounded by others with drawn guns. Tonto, Tarberry's men are holding guns on Hawkins and his men. Ah! There's Tarberry with his sons and some others near the dam. They're getting ready to blast. We see him. Tarberry, wait! Wait, Tarberry, wait! The bull is the left, Tonto. Take cover. Come, 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 come. Too many for us. I could think of a way to reach Tarberry before they... They've set off last, Kimotabi. Yes, we're too late, Tonto. Now that they've blasted the dam, they'll turn their attention to us. We've got to get away from here and fast. Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived too late to prevent the blasting of Hawkins Dam. 
Yank Tarbury and a large number of lazy wild ranch hands forced the masked man and the Indian to take cover behind boulders along the trail. The Lone Ranger knew that having accomplished their purpose of blowing up the dam, the lazy wild men would turn their attentions to him and Tonto. He proved to be right. They could hear Tarbury calling to his men. Well, the dam's blown up. Forget about talking to these men. Well, they're coming, Tonto. We're not looking for trouble, so we'll have to make a run for it. Let's go. One silver. Get him up, Tonto. And lower the saddle, Tonto. One big fella. Master Silver. Gallant white stallion Silver and the fleet-footed paint horse Scout soon outdistanced their pursuers. Though bullets had come close, fortunately the Lone Ranger and Tonto were unharmed when after an hour's fast riding, they drew rein on the shore of the Powderhorn River to the south. Oh, Silver, hold on, fella. We'll rest a while, Tonto. Silver and Scout need it too. Steady, big fella. Uh, I'm right. You were right when you said it was risky to go up there. Yank Tarbear and his men were in no mood for discussions. Not like to run away, but... It better we not fight back. That's right. It was natural that they should mistake our purpose in being there. Uh, look, Kimasabi. Yes? It looked like water come up high and bank and then go down again. That must have been caused by the blasting of the dam. The creek flows into the river just above here. And tons of water were let loose by the blast. And that's right. And me think. Kimasabi. What's the matter, Tonto? Look. Down there, where Pioneer Railroad Bridge once crossed river. If not there now. The Pioneer Bridge? Yes, you're right, Tonto. Must have been washed away by the floodwaters from the dam. Steady, big fellow. We'll ride down that way. Once in a way. Pioneer Bridge is down, all right. We'll have to ride over to Frontier Town and notify the railroad agent there. It's not good if train come now. The agent in Frontier Town can telegraph to the other stations to hold any trains that might be due to run through here. Ah. Before we go up, listen, fellow. We hear train whistle, Kimasabi. Yes, I know. If train get too close, it not be able to stop going to river. We'll try to flag it down, fellow. Monsilver! Come up, scout! Racing against time, the Lone Ranger and Tonto urged Silver and Scout along the railroad tracks. The great-hearted stallion Silver seemed to sense that something was wrong and bent his efforts to greater speed when he heard the urgency in his master's voice. Hurry, big fellow! Faster, Silver! And as they rounded a bend in the tracks, they saw the steaming iron horse roaring toward them. Oh, Silver! Oh, Silver! Oh, We'll stand here in the middle of the tracks, Tonto. They'll be sure to stop then. Ah. The engineer will know there's something wrong. Him not slowing down, Kimasabi. He sees us all right. As you say, the train isn't slowing down at all. We've got to make it stop somehow. Meantime, inside the cab of the railroad engine... The engineer called out to the fireman. Hey, Bill! Look up ahead there. What do you make of it? A masked owl hooded on a white horse. Has an Indian with him. They're trying to wave us down. Better not stop. Looks like a holdup to me. Give a warning! 
crazy fools. Still right in the middle of the tracks. If they don't move, soon we'll hit them. look out, Ed. Make them jump for it. But whatever you do, don't slow down for them. We're carrying plenty of money in that express car. I know. Look at them. In another minute, we'll run right smack into them. I'll do it, too, if they don't get out of the way. Are they going to stop for us? We'll have to move in fast. Come on. Ready, big fella. Run, Silver. Get him up. Stop. What we do, Kimosabe? I'm going to board the engine, fellow. You follow it and bring the horses. Run, Silver. As the train came alongside, the Lone Ranger put Silver into a gallop. For a moment, it seemed that the valiant Silver wouldn't be able to even keep pace with the fast-moving train. Then gradually, the big stallion gained ground and brought the Lone Ranger alongside the steps into the engine cab. Ready, big fella. Waiting for just a moment, the Lone Ranger judged his distance. And with a mighty lunge, he leaped from the saddle to the engine steps. Made it! Stop the train! We got you! Go on, boys! I'm here to warn you. Pioneer Bridge has been washed out. Stop the train and hurry! The bridge washed out? Yes, hurry, man! Don't believe me, man! It's a trick! Stop the train or I'll... Well, I guess I gotta do as you say. I don't think I can stop it, though, before we reach the Pioneer Bridge. Too close! Get out of the way, I'll stop it. Pioneer Bridge is out, mister. We'll all be killed. You can't stop it in time now. I'm jumping. So am I. Come on, Ed. Jumping. Jump. Got to stop this train before it gets to the bridge. Meantime, Yank Tarbury with his men had given up the search for the Lone Ranger and Tonto, and they had started for the Lazy Y Ranch by a roundabout trail. As they approached the point where the trail crossed the Union Pacific Railroad tracks, Yank's son Jack suddenly cried out as he heard the whistle of the train on its way to Frontier Town. Dad, there's the train! Jumping catfish, Jack. Your mother will skin us alive for not being at the station in Frontier Town to meet us. She sure will, Jack. Well, if it hadn't been for that masked owl who'd leading us so far from the ranch, we'd Wait, have... Jim. Look. There's the train coming into sight. And the masked man, too. It, it is the masked owl. Oh, Looks like he's trying to board the engine. My thunder, that's what he's trying to do. Come on, Ben. We'll get there just in time to stop a hold up. My wife's on that train. Sure. And we'll grab that masked hombre, too. Right. Get up, boy. Inside the cab of the engine, the Lone Ranger, deserted by the fireman and the engineer, worked frantically to bring the fast-moving train to a stop before it reached the river and plunged into the void where the bridge had been. Only another hundred yards or so to go. The Lone Ranger knew that if the brakes were applied too suddenly and froze to the wheels, it might wreck the train or at least cause injury to some of the passengers. Perspiration broke out in his forehead and streamed down his face as he gradually but firmly pulled the brake lever while his eyes were glued to the river, which seemed to rush toward him. I've got to make it. I will make it. The train responded slowly to his efforts until just a few yards from the gaping space where the bridge used to be, it came to a complete stop. It's closed. 
We'll string him up for this. Let's take him over to the... Dad. Hey, look. Gee, Pioneer Bridge is gone. Yes, that's the reason I stopped the train. The engineer jumped. Uh, here comes the engineer now. Man alive. I didn't think you could do it. Neither did I for a few moments. You saved the train, mister. Frankly, I didn't believe you when you said the bridge was washed away. Didn't it? If it hadn't been for the mash, man, the train would have gone into the river. Gosh. And Mom's on this train, too. Hey, what's going on up there? Now look, Dan. There's Mom with a crowd from the train. Oh, Easy, yeah. boy. <laughs> He's mother, all right. Easy, boy. Hi, Mom. Hank and my boys. Oh, it's so good to see you again. Well, what are you doing down here? Well, Mother, we was coming back to the ranch when we saw the train stopping there. The bridge has been washed away. The bridge washed out? We stopped just in time. Well, how did it happen? Yes, Yang, how did it happen? Anyone know how the bridge got to be washed away? I'm sure your husband can tell you, Mrs. Tarberry. Oh, mess, man, why I... Don't worry, ma'am. He's not an outlaw, if that's what you're thinking. He saved our lives by stopping the train. Oh. Tell me, Yank, what made the bridge wash away? Tell the truth, eh? I reckon we were kind of to blame for that, Mom. What do you mean? Well, it was this way. I'll tell you, Mom. We blew up a dam that Jed Hawkins constructed across Bloodstone Creek. Tons of water were let loose and, well, it tore away the bridge. Thank Tarberry, you didn't do such a thing. I reckon what Jim's told you is true, Mother. But why should you blow up Jed Hawkins' dam? They've been good neighbors and I like them. They couldn't make a living with the land the way it was before. Yes, I know, but... What's more to dam up the creek wouldn't affect our land any at all. That's right, Mom, but after all... You keep quiet, Jack. Yank Tarberry, that mean and foolish act of yours almost caused a tragedy for us folks on the train. Yes, I know, Mother, and I'm downright sorry. If it wasn't for this mask, hombre... Good thing we didn't catch him and the Indian when we were chasing him before. He wouldn't have saved the train. Land sakes, Yank Tarberry, what were you chasing him for? We went up to the dam to try to reason with your husband, Mrs. Tarberry. But they mistook us for outlaws. I see, but they didn't try to find out for certain. That's the way it is when I go away. Yank and the boys just don't have anyone to hold them down. Now, Mother, we can talk at home about this. I don't think... I know you don't think, Yank, and that's the trouble. But you're not going right home. We're not? Where are we going? I'll use one of the ranch hands' horses, and then we'll ride straight to the Hawkins place. To Jed Hawkins' place? Yes, and you're going to tell him that you and the boys will bring all the men over tomorrow to rebuild that dam for him. Well, boys, mother isn't very big, but you can see who's really boss of the lazy wires. <laughs> I, I guess we'll all head for Jed Hawkins' place. I see my Indian friend on the edge of the crowd with my horse. Uh, I'll leave now. You see, mister, we sure are indebted to you for what you did. We ought to take up a collection. Just, uh, rebuild Hawkins Dam. That will be thanks enough, Mr. Tarberry. Adios. Adios to you. I wonder who he is. Uh, he sure is a fine hombre. Well, why does he wear that mask? I found out who he is. Oh, did you ask? Who is he? I was talking to that Indian. I reckon most of you heard about that, hombre, and about how he always wears a mask. Oh, now I know he he must be the Lone Ranger. That's Lone right. Ranger. 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs>